Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and buckle your seatbelts. It's time for your weekly ride-along with the Bikes on Bikes. This is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike J. He is Mike S. We are the Mikes on Mikes. This is the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. It is entirely too early at this point in time. We're coming down to the wire. This show's going to be late, and you're not even going to know it until it's too late. Mike, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's Friday night. I just got home from work. I'm going to let y'all know. This is going to be a weird show. Because we don't usually record Friday nights at 2.30 a.m. So Mike's going to be over here all like, Hey, this is Mike Marcus. And I, what I do on Friday nights when I get home from work is I get fucked up on various substances. Um, so Mike just woke himself up at 2.30 in the morning. Mike J just woke himself up at 2.30 in the morning to do this. And Mike S just got home from a 10-hour work shift and is getting fucked up, so we'll see how it goes. I hate when we record at night, too, especially on, like, a Friday night, because you're all like, yeah, okay, try not to wake my wife and kids up, and that makes my, like, whatever I'm gonna, like, rant about later, I don't know, we'll see what happens. I just, like, I don't have these things figured out in my mind, I don't know, like, I don't go to each show, like, oh, this is what I'm gonna flip out about, it just happens, but, like, when he's all, like, quiet, it makes my flip out even worse. But, hey, man, probably shouldn't talk about, like, not wrestling because, you know, people don't like when they turn on a podcast and, God <laughs> forbid, you talk about something other than fucking wrestling. For No, man, honestly, it got me thinking, like, I don't think I listened to a podcast at all where the first five minutes aren't like, hey, man, how you doing? Uh, yeah, you know, I was actually going to say, should we just uh, cut the crap and get right to it? I don't want to, like, turn people off or anything. If that guy's listening again this week, man, we're just fucking with you. Just give me a hard time. <laughs> hey, our uh, irrelevant rambling is definitely not for everyone, and I totally understand Yeah, that. man, like I said, like I said, irreverence isn't for everyone, man. So, I, I guess we'll just start off, we'll get into some wrestling uh within the first few minutes here are you sure we could talk about the snyder cut being released oh that's true we could i mean i i really don't care about dc all that much but hey if you want to talk about it we can talk about it man yeah maybe if we got time at the end of the show okay sounds good so <laughs> it's another week of empty arena shows another week of adjusting to what man i hate to say it Seems like the new normal in pro wrestling, Mike. Unfortunately. You know, I, I still feel as though AEW and NXT are doing a better job than Raw and SmackDown. Uh, not that Raw and SmackDown, I, I think they've improved. Um, I think they've done things, they've started to do things a little differently on those shows to try to adjust. It, it's not perfect. You know, I was watching SmackDown every Friday night, appointment television. Now, you know, we're recording Friday night, and I can't tell you what happened on SmackDown, because it's become Saturday morning, Saturday Oh, so you haven't watched SmackDown? 
Nope. Shit, I'm I not. Shit, I had a question. Never mind. Uh huh. So it, you know, it, it's. I don't want to say it's because it's not. Doesn't feel that it's as important, but that's kind of I think how it feels in my mind. I have other things going on. You know, it's easier for me to just watch it back on tape. And I would say that uh, it has a lot to do with the fact that there's no audience. It doesn't feel quite as important. Uh, it just doesn't. I'm sorry, but it just doesn't. And to be fair, even the shows that are doing a good job, NXT, AEW, it still doesn't have that same feeling. But we're wrestling fans. We're still going to watch some of it, right? I mean, we like wrestling, and there's some damn good wrestling. There's some damn good in-ring work on all four shows that we try to at least cover most of here at Drive-By. So, it's just that, you know, the, 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 the importance just isn't quite there right now. That being said, you know... The companies, these companies, WWE for three brands and AEW for their one brand, are doing their best. I really feel that they are. We've got some things to look forward to on Raw. I don't know how you feel about it, Mike, but they have this new, what, cross-brand invitational or whatever the hell they're calling it. And it sounds a lot like the wildcard rule, but... But with a different name. If 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 they keep if they keep it how I want to say this the way this works if you're not familiar is they're letting stars quote unquote be invited from other shows to be on like a, a smackdown guy to be on raw vice versa but it can only happen four times a year if they really stick to it and they don't just do it every week the same person this that and the other and then there's you know three this week and four the next week and six the next week, like is what happened with the wildcard rule. If they really are or are tight with that, then it might not be that bad of an idea. Uh this was supposedly to help with declining ratings and it was ideas from both Fox and USA. I don't know if I necessarily buy that. Um through the ratings you know, we talk about ratings sometimes here, but Raw's ratings are have been pretty. I don't want to say dismal because they're still they're still high. They're still bigger than NXT and AEW that everyone slobs knobs over, right? Yeah. And they're still, you know, Monday Night Raw is still the top five show, you know, on cable. It usually hits a one, two, and a four, or a one, two, and a five, with the three different hours. So I mean. Everything's down, guys. It's a national pandemic. People are losing their mind and losing their jobs and losing everything. Wrestling and TV in general just isn't that important right now, as we just discussed. So, you know, someone who loves pro wrestling might not be watching it the way they used to, uh, as we discussed uh, last week or the week before. The real tell is going to be when we come back from this, when we come out of this, and when we get back to, I guess, what the real normal will be. If it doesn't come back then, and it continues to decline then, that's when you got to start to worry. 
Yeah, and I'd also like to remind everyone um, that at least you have WWE. If you're an AEW fan, at least you have AEW. You might not be enjoying 100% of what they're doing. It might be a little lackluster without the fans, but at least you have whatever your preferred wrestling product is, at least you could have it. And I'm going to tell you that I envy that because as a New Japan fan, I'm fucking dying inside. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean... Like, and especially hard for me because my guy finally climbed the mountain and became Naito 2 belts. And I've had nothing since, man. Like, nothing since nothing so like i don't give a fuck man if you love raw if you love smackdown if you love nxt if you love aw at least you got it man at least it's there it might not be what it was man but at least it's there at least it's there i'll be honest i'd take a crowdless japanese wrestling show because the crowds ain't like america crowds they know when to shut the fuck up and be respectful of athletes they don't uh, try to make themselves members of the show. But uh, I envy it, man. At least you got it. Appreciate it. You can't always get what you want, but you could try sometimes, I guess, is how the song goes. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that that's a pretty valid point you bring up. Even if we go outside the box of pro wrestling, which I hope we're allowed to do... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how many of the the sports that we're used to watching, Mike? You, you know, you can't watch right now, and Man, it's not even like sports. It's like literally people that like. You've got one of the only things that's making new content. Mm-hmm. And I mean, <clears throat> and you know, making new content in as similar. I want to say this phrase this in as close to what you're used to the way that it was made. And what I mean by that is like, if you take a show like uh, the voice, the singing competition on NBC. Now my wife and I used to watch that show all the time. We do not now, but I have seen some of the episodes through this whole pandemic and man, like give them credit. They're trying but watching uh, unknown singers sing from their living room, you know, you really have to be into a show to get down with that. Right. And nobody's fault, man. They're trying. They're doing their best. They're trying to continue with this show they started. But, you know, it's not what you're used to. At least with pro wrestling, the only thing right now really missing is the audience. The settings are pretty much the same. Uh, production value is tight and high as always, even for AEW, who I've criticized since day one with their production value, man. I mean, they've kept it up. They've kept it tight through this. Give them credit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're missing the audience reaction, which is huge, which is part of the reason pro wrestling is done, man. But, like, you know, once you get past that, there's still the same kind of action in the ring that you're used to seeing. These guys and girls are still going out and risking everything to entertain 
you at home, even though there's nobody in the, in the seats, in the crowd, in the arena. And that's a big change, but in reality, compared to some of the other things that we aren't getting at all, or some of the other things we're getting a different version of right now, man, it's really a minor change. Now, it changes maybe how you feel about a segment, how you feel about a match, how you feel about a finish. You know, we talked about weeks ago when WrestleMania happened, how some of those finishes just felt super flat. And I said, like, man, it's it's because of the audience. You you had no reaction to the false finishes. You had no reaction to the, the three count finally getting hit or the tap out happening. And it, it changes everything. And that's something that I think as fans we can start to get used to. I, I Dude, I said it before and I'll say it again. I'm I'm the first person to say that sometimes I hate wrestling fans and sometimes I hate wrestling crowds, but man, I can't wait for the first show that has a crowd of like 500 people. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'll be, it's going to be a wild crowd, man, just for being 500 people. It's going to be a 500 person crowd that sounds like 5,000. Yeah, it's going to be rabid and it's going to be. That's another thing too, man. It, it's going to sound loud, but it's going to sound different because I don't think they sit on top of each other. I don't know, man. We're in new uncharted territory. Uh, I, I'm going to give... I, this This episode tonight, Mike, I think might be a little different than normal, especially when we get to the review part, but I want to give some positives, man. Some things that I've really enjoyed from wrestling this week. I, man, you and I have talked offline about this, but the Seth Rollins Monday Night Messiah character is hitting a stride right now that is just incredibly good. And I don't know how up-to-date you are with Raw, man. I know that's not our focus anymore. Um, probably a good thing right now. And I'm not insulting I'm going, I'm just saying. I haven't watched it, but after this, after we get done... My plans are to go upstairs and uh, play some NBA 2K and watch, uh, fast forward through Raw, really. But, like, specifically, I want to see what happens after last week with Seth Rollins. Right, so, I'll do the most unspoiler-esque free... No, man, you're straight. You can spoil it, because it's... To me, yeah. to me, it's more about the character work than it is, like, what he... Like, right. whatever he does. I, I, I don't, I don't want to give away... That's exactly what I was going to say, though. I don't want to give away, like, the ideas or the, the method behind it, but I'll give away what actually happened. But, like, Seth having this epiphany and, and the way he handles the Rey Mysterio situation, and then... We get a new follower as he adds Austin Theory to his cult, I guess we'll call it. Ah, mm. uh, man, Mike, it's some of the best stuff going, and I think you're going to really enjoy the way they handle this. It will be familiar to you, and then you're going to think, man, this, as much as you know, we were sitting here praising, like, Andrade, Zelina. Yeah, I really enjoyed that faction. But this actually makes way more sense and might allow, you know, a, a better union between Angel, Andrade, and Zelina and something different to build off of with Rollins and Theory and Murphy, you know, especially with AOP out. 
we're kind of rebuilding each, I guess, stable. And so are maybe they? There can be some feuding is, there. That's what I was getting ready to ask. Is there like some kind of feuding there now with Theory and Buddy Murphy well, and Andrade and I, Angel Garza? I, I don't. I don't know. There, they the way that it's done is that could that happen? Sure. Does it need to happen? Not necessarily. So it all depends on what what route they take. And I kind of like that because, you know, now I'm thinking like, well, man, I kind of need to see what happens on Raw because I want to see where this story goes. You know what I mean? Right. Where these two stories go. Because now there's a, a path for each of these groups that could cross section or could go completely different ways. And either way it's fine. I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I really like what they're doing with that on, uh, on Monday night raw. And I really, really, really am digging drew McIntyre as the champ. I think he's doing great promo work. I think he's doing really good in ring work. And I think he's really entertaining, you know, and as a wrestling fan, I'm thankful for that. Um, when it comes to SmackDown, man, like I said, I haven't watched yet. I know it's Saturday morning, technically, and I have not watched yet. But I I, I feel like SmackDown has gotten into a pretty good groove. Uh, it was probably my least favorite of the shows with this pandemic hitting and what's been going on since. But I feel like they're, they're starting to get things where they need to be uh, using the players they need to use. And then with this extension or brand brand inventational whatever you want to call it i'm hearing aj styles is now on smackdown so there's some news yeah that was the question i had for you earlier that i was like oh you haven't watched smackdown i had a question i googled it while you were talking and i was like oh cool i was gonna bring that up i'm more inclined to watch that show now i, I i'll be honest i'm more inclined to watch that show by uh 12% just because I want to hear the line, just because I can hear the line, the house that AJ Styles built again. <laughs> right? How great was SmackDown when it was led by AJ Styles? And I I, I don't know what the reason is. Are you is, serious? We got a I, heel AJ Styles coming out saying the house that AJ Styles built? I'm in. <laughs> I'm 100% right. in. And, and, you know, to be fair, I've said for a long time that SmackDown seemed a little lopsided the wrong way, you know, like I felt like raw was way heavier with the talent and it's, it's no offense to anyone on SmackDown. They have great talent on SmackDown, but raw is a three hour show and it feels like you could tell they needed the bigger roster and they put more important people on that show. And I feel like with the single move of AJ Styles, man, they've shifted that slider a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes. Also, we now have heel AJ Styles and face Daniel Bryan. Yep. On on the same show. On the same show. You know, uh, I think it was a smart move. I think this, uh, you know, I'm never going to follow them. I know people give them crap for just, oh, well, you got this brand split, and then you just do what you want. Well, yeah, man, it's their show. They can do what they want. And while I hated a wild card rule, uh, I'm okay with trades during a brand split, and I'm okay, like I said, with this invitational. Because that's why AJ was supposed to be there tonight. So I don't know what changed. I don't know if someone else came over because of it. But, you know, Charlotte's been working all three shows. And I'm going to admit, man, I like that. She worked tonight. I, actually, 
my apologies. I know there was a champion versus championship match tonight, uh, Charlotte versus Bailey. So there were at least two from different shows on SmackDown, and man, like both of those, I you know, we'll even excuse it because apparently AJ is a member of SmackDown now. So hey, one person from another show. I wonder yeah, who they trade. I think that I read for future considerations, kind of like when they did the uh, yeah. Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross thing. I wonder what the so, future considerations are. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But hey, man, you know, I, it's it's positives and trying to find the positives in a very negative time right now. I think is important. And as Mike, as you stated earlier, be happy we have something, guys, because both of these companies could just. You know, say, hey, you know, we're just going to give you some replays right now because we're not feeling it. And maybe some fans would be like, yeah, that's what they need to do because they're putting our people at risk. But it's funny how everyone seems to think WWE is putting people at risk more than AEW. And there's no, no backlash for live shows every week for AEW. Uh, AEW states at the beginning of every show, everybody that's in here was tested before they came in. And are COVID mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. They're doing the right mm-hmm. thing. They're testing. They're keeping a limited mm-hmm. audience and testing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure WWE's doing the same thing too. Well, I've heard that they're not testing. I don't know. Really? I, I mean, Joe Rogan is testing everyone that comes on his podcast. I know he is. I know he is. It's pretty incredible. I, and I don't know. Dude, like did said, you listen to the Chris D'Elia episode, by the way? Yes. yes I was did. it not hilarious? Yes. When uh, what space comes in at the end? Ah. Anyway, wrestling. Yeah. Let, let's say let's stay on track, Mike. I don't want to lose anybody. Um. <laughs> We've lost that dude by now. We've made too many petty jokes about it. If he's listening to this episode, he was like, "Fuck these guys." Hey, we didn't name him. And Fuck I, and him. We wouldn't do that. Hey. But uh, well, I can't help it. I'm Patty, and lucky for me, my podcast partner's Patty too. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, you know, let's just be happy that we have her wrestling. Uh, but yeah, the the point you were just making, I, I've heard that I've read that they're taking temperatures at WWE. They're asking them survey questions. You know, it's funny because I saw people say like, oh. They're just taking temperatures and asking questions, and they're not actually doing tests, and how can they expect people to work in that environment? I don't know, man. I don't get any of that stuff done at my work, and I've been working every single day, dude. I get my temperature tested with a thermal camera every day. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, I I haven't had... Now, some places I go, when I have to go into them for my job, I have to do that stuff. But, I mean... We got to remember that this is a job. You know, these these guys and girls are doing a job and employers have different ways of handling things. And, I mean, I haven't been tested for COVID. You know, I've had other things done. I've had some of the th- same things that WWE is doing done. Not by my employer because, you know, they don't care. So, I mean, I give them props for every little thing that they're doing to try to make things better. Um... And I really, I mean, a a test is what it is, man. Like, you can test someone, they can come back negative and still have it and the next day be positive. You know what I mean? So, I don't even know that that's necessary, though I think it's, 
I mean, it's a good step. I wouldn't turn it down if I was there and had that option. But hey, man, look, the good news is so far so good. Everyone seems to be pretty safe in both of these companies from the way they're handling it. So, I mean, can't really put either of them down for the way they're handling it. Uh, Let's wrap up with this, Mike. We lost a wrestler this week. Uh, Big Shad from Crime Time, uh, of Crime Time fame. And this is a tough one, man. You know, tough because he was so young. He was 39. I didn't even realize that he was only a year older than us, Mike. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, I posted a picture on my personal page. I actually met Shad at the Arnold Classic. I know you know what that is. If I'm stating this and you're like, what's that? It's a bodybuilding show and fitness expo. Um, Most people go for the expo. Some people go for the professional bodybuilding show. They have other kind of... Fun fact about the Arnold. Also, a lot of people go for the sex tourism. Columbus, Ohio, (laughs) being centrally located amongst uh, (laughs) like five to ten major cities... Uh, and the Arnold Classic brings in about, uh, two, uh, you know, it brings in, like, a shitload of tourism. It brings in, like, uh, I'm not gonna say, it brings in, what, like, 250,000 people to the city or something like that? Yeah, uh, that's, uh, it's, it's over 200,000. Uh, so, um, you know, a lot of those people want to fuck something, and they don't care where it comes from, and a lot of women actually get kidnapped at the, because there's so many people in town to traffic women, that they also decide, fuck it, I'm going to get some more women while I'm here. And the Arnold Classic is like, turns out, it's like one of like the top uh, two or three, you know, uh, sexual trafficking festivals. (laughs) Is that the right word? I don't... When you all get together to sexual traffic, I think it's a... What is that? That's like a convention uh so it's a bodybuilding convention <laughs> and it's a sexual trafficker convention so um if you go to the arnold with a female or even a pretty dude like i probably would maybe get sexual traffic there i'm thin i'm somewhat del <laughs> appear somewhat delicate I'm, f- I'm fucking youthfully handsome um some big bear would take you for a ride. Straight man. up, dude. If I was gay, I'd totally want to fuck me. Um, I, yeah. honest to God, um, if I made a clone of myself, I would have sex with me. <laughs> uh, well, then it'd be at least easier for you to achieve what you were supposed to achieve, and I promise you hey, from last week, Mike. I've got a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. if you can make a claim of yourself, would you have sex with it? No, I'm joking. Um, no, my question yes. is, uh, so you watch The Voice, right? I mean, not really, but I have. No, I say you watched it, right? Yes. Like you yes. said, you said you and your wife used to watch it. You don't watch it now, right? Uh, Correct. First of all, I want to state right now. Uh, I'm not making fun of you for watching The Voice, so don't feel like you have to guard your answers, right? Um, okay. 
So, uh, how long did you and your wife watch it? Too long. Probably, like, four years. All right. Um, so, but, like, when you watched it, like, when you, like, probably the first couple years, you enjoyed it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, but here's my question. Uh, was it, uh... Was it, uh, I almost said, I don't want to say your wife's name on here out loud. Uh, was it, I'm going to think of a cool nickname for it right here. Hold on. <laughs> um, was it, oh, I got it. Was it, uh, K Quick's idea to, um, <laughs> to, to watch it? Like, did she, was she like, were you flipping through the channels and you saw a commercial for it and she was like, that looks interesting. We should maybe check that out. And you were like, yeah, okay. Is that how you guys started watching that show? I would say that's fairly accurate. And when you stopped watching it, uh, you did not notice that it was missing from your life at all, did you? Not at all. And that's how you watch TV as a married couple. <laughs> Yes, yes, we had, we had, this, this sounds familiar. I've literally been waiting, come up and like, right. nine minutes for you to stop talking about wrestling so I could ask you that question. <laughs> but, to get way back on subject that we just got way off of. That's um, what I do here. <laughs> from all accounts, man, Shad was a really good dude. Um, his last, his last thing as a living person that he achieved was to direct lifeguards to his son if you're not aware him and his son were swimming in the ocean got pulled under by a riptide and lifeguards came out to save them were going for shad and he pointed them in a direction said save my son they saved his son and then he went under and was never seen again so a hero uh in his dying effort to save his son man like uh, incredibly sad i posted a picture of me and him at the arnold classic and this dude was there as a fan not working not doing an autograph session not there with wwe just there and me and a buddy were there as well i noticed him was kind enough to stop take a picture talk for a brief minute or two with me couldn't have been any nicer and had no reason to be other than he's clearly a nice guy and that's what everyone said it's truly a shame and we here at the drive-by wrestling podcast and the near fall network just you know send out thoughts and prayers and positive vibes to his family in this horrible horrible time and man it's a shame uh crime time was a very underrated uh yeah unit i i really were. think um very I, i'm gonna say you know the stuff that they did with that gimmick you could never do now but man crime time it's funny it's funny you look back at it and while you hear things and you're like i can't believe they said that man there was no pushback at all at the way this was presented back in the day and it's some of the most fun things to go back and look at and realize Sometimes you don't realize how good things are in pro wrestling until you can't have it anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, also, and sad news along the same lines, um, a member of the 
stardom roster hannah kimura has also passed away um the cause of death has not been released at this point but it appears to be suicide um she was getting cyber bullied um she was 22 years old and i couldn't imagine yeah that's a shame couldn't imagine being 22 and having uh fame and having some and you know who it was, man? Like, it was some jag-off wrestling fans, man. Some fucking mm-hmm. asshole on his phone. And here's the thing, like, I'm all about, like, doing a little fucking cyberbullying here and there, man. <laughs> I am. I am. Don't get me wrong. But, like, holy fuck, man. You gotta pick and choose your battles. You know what I mean? Like, I always mm-hmm. look at someone's profile picture first. Before I proceed to just fucking verbally pummel them. You know? Uh, and I'm certainly not going to attack talent, man. You don't attack talent, man. Over doing their fucking jobs. Like, man. And even if you don't agree yeah. with the shit they're saying, hit unfollow. Like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah, man. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, but you know, it's, so it's been a pretty tragic week in wrestling guys. Uh, let's, uh, let's try to, you know, one was a tragedy, uh, of what I want to say, un unbelievable natural circumstances. And one is a tragedy of just people being horrible and something that fucking wrestling while fans. both could while both could be prevented, you know, man, Mother Nature's a bitch, but, like, someone taking their own life over words that someone else has said is just, that should never, ever happen, you know? And as wrestling fans, man, we need to be better. We we need to We need to show more respect to these people who literally risk their lives night in and night out to entertain you. You know what I mean? Seriously. Like, so seriously, be better. If you're online telling some 22 year old girl to kill herself for real, go fucking kill yourself. And like I usually say on here, don't kill your real self, kill your wrestling self. But like, no. But like for real, if you're like out there fucking like, I don't give a fuck. Even if you're like one of the people telling Charlotte Flair, who's like a grown ass woman, and probably I feel like has like an enormous amount of self esteem about her. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. If you tell if you tell some 22-year-old girl to kill herself, like, go fucking kill yourself. Like, we don't need you in the gene pool. Like, and, uh, not your wrestling self, like your actual self. Like, because you are a piece of shit. Because you caused this. I take that back, man. Don't kill yourself. No one killed themselves, man. That's terrible. Like, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Like, no one kill yourself. Like, that's... That's a bit much, man. Like, that, that's not a, like, there's lots of victims to that shit. Don't kill yourself, man. But, like, really, like, think about what you're doing. Like, evaluate your life. Like, what about this person makes you so vehemently mad, man, that you have to, like, harass them to the point that they are fucking committing suicide? Like, really, like, if you were one of the people that harassed this woman, like, really fucking evaluate yourself as a human being, man. Like, really do. And I bet you're, like, a fucking, like, 34-year-old man and shit, and she probably did something on a TV show that you don't like because you can't fucking separate the fact that it's a fictional 
TV show. <laughs> but for real, evaluate yourself. And if you want to talk to someone about it, fucking hit me up, bro. At Mr. Forrest. M-R, the number four, R-E-S-T. I'm on Twitter. Fucking DM me, bro. It's fine. You can find me on Facebook, man. Fucking find me. It's fine. It's fine. Go to our fucking Facebook page. If you listen to this fucking podcast, then you know where our Facebook page is. And I'm one of the only two mics that fucking comments on shit. Figure it out. Which one it is. You'd be like, hmm, which one do I think this is? It's easy to figure out which one of us it is. Like, honest to God, just from looking at us, you can tell which one's which. That's not even a fucking joke. Like, you can literally tell. Just like if I showed you two pictures of us right now, you'd be like, that one is the one that fucking talks real loud. And that one is the one that is professional. Um, <laughs> but for real, like, get a hold of me, man. We'll talk it out, bro. We'll figure it out. Like, I'm here for you, man. I like, like, fuck, man. Like, we're starting a movement. We're here to fix yeah. wrestling fans, man. I'm here to fix you guys. Fucking get a hold of me, man. We'll fucking work out what your fucking issues are, bro. It's okay to cyber bully. It's not okay to tell people to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah. It's also not okay to cyber bully to the point of. Like, see, no. like, you can't keep it up with one person. Like, me, I pick someone, I cyberbully him for four or five minutes because they said something dumb on Facebook. We have a few comments back and forth. I win. I move on with my life. Don't keep it up with the same person all the time every day. Yeah, and don't finish it by saying just go kill yourself because someone might actually do it. Guys, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to touch a little bit on the Wednesday Night Wars. I know there's a show coming up this weekend uh, from one of them and another one that we're building to. So we'll take some highlights there. Hang tight. We will be right back. 60% of the time, it works every time. How's the fucking prison on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this fucking camel dick? Never go for Mike, it's been a while, but we're introducing it again. It's time for Who Said, Said Something, Something Dumb. Dumb. That was not bad for not having done that in a while. Man, we have, uh, we're dusting this segment off, Mike. I, there's two things I want to bring up for this. Uh, you know, and by the way, Sean Spears is the greatest. We'll just leave it at that because I don't think we need that segment anymore. I think that segment's done, man, because it started off to make fun of Sean Spears, but then like it weirdly made us fans of Sean Spears. And mm-hmm. now I look forward to him every week, and he's my favorite pro wrestler, and uh, cats and dogs are friends. Look, man, I'm going to be real with you guys, you and the fucking audience out there, Mike. My buzz has started to set in, and it's gonna oh. get, and it's gonna get a little weird for the rest of the show. All right. Well, we just spoke about uh, internet bullying, and this is something that the great, uh, amazing fans of pro wrestling have brought onto themselves online. A movement on social media hashtag free Adam Cole. Uh, just keep talking. <laughs> I'll say that again in case you guys missed this. Because apparently he's a prisoner and being 
used horribly in WWE, but free Adam Cole. Are, are we serious with this? Okay, what this stems from is uh, an appearance by Britt Baker on an AEW podcast, which I do not listen to. But I have pulled up right here what was said, and I'm going to go ahead and read this, Mike, so everyone is informed to the fullest extent possible. But uh, she is, Baker has, I'll read exactly what I have uh, pulled up. Baker has previously said that AEW's head honcho Tony Khan doesn't have a problem with her attending Cole's live matches for WWE. But it turns out that WWE, and this is the key point here, everyone, wasn't originally interested in allowing Cole to attend her live matches, as Baker explained on this week's AEW Unrestricted podcast. And here's the quote from Baker. We're very lucky that Tony Khan has no problem with me going to watch Adam Cole live. So I, as we all know, was in the crowd at TakeOver when he won the title for the first time. This is also annoying but he originally was told he can't come to our shows. For All In, actually, he had a plane ticket booked, and then they told him, you can't go. So we still came, So he still came to be supportful, and he just watched it on his phone in the hotel. So that way we could... we. So that way, sorry, this, I don't know if this is the way she said it, or if this is the way this is typed... So that way we could after-party afterwards. That's a real weird combination of words. I feel like that's something someone would screw up and say. So that way we could after-party afterwards. And then, like, as soon as she said it, she was probably like, fuck. Yeah, probably. But he wasn't allowed to go. And then recently they changed their tune, and he was able to come to our New Year's show. It's great for him, too, because this is his family. The Young Bucks and Adam Cole go way back. They have been together long before Adam Cole and Britt Baker were together. And then this goes on to say telling talent they can't go support their significant other is a very heartless and petty thing to do. But it sounds like Cole made the best of a needlessly frustrating situation at all in. And then it does say, thankfully, Baker says WWE has recently changed their course on this approach. So it sounds like Cole is now allowed to attend her live matches, which is completely skipped over by the whole thought in this process. Everyone's saying that he's a prisoner in NXT and WWE because they won't let him watch Burt Baker's matches live. Guys, I don't know if this is an old school wrestling fan of me. But if you wouldn't be caught dead at a rival promotion show because you could be shown on their live TV, like happened to Burt Baker accidentally, right? Right. Accidentally. 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 I, I do truly believe it was an accident yeah. because mm-hmm. she yeah. even stated that Triple H was a, so apologetic to her backstage and was like, "I please don't, if you're in trouble, please let us know. We're so sorry. Because back in the day, Mike... That's a fireable offense, right? Yeah, back in the day, you didn't do that shit, bub. And maybe things have changed. You know, maybe Tony Khan's going to be this cool, young, hip uh, owner that thinks that it's fine to be shown on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or NXT. But man, like, we're dealing with a new company there that's, you know, uh, you're dealing with Britt in this new company and Cole, who's in this old school company man they're not gonna be okay with that just right off the bat and i understand their stance on that and 
Adam Cole is the damn NXT champion, man. This dude's not being tortured. It says he made the best of a situation. It seems he did. It also seems maybe they've changed their tune on that after things have kind of gone the way they've gone. Like, this is a non-issue that literally wrestling fans are turning into an issue for no damn reason. Uh... If Adam Cole was in AEW right now, he'd be the AEW champion. Free Adam Cole. Maybe. Free Adam Cole. That's I'm with <laughs> I'm with I'm with this movement. Uh mostly because Adam Cole's one of my favorite wrestlers on the face of the planet. And for the sake of the show, I have to watch AEW and I don't always get to watch NXT. And it would be dope for me. To see Adam Cole on TV every week. Like, guaranteed. So, uh, um, well, that would be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna counter with, I don't wanna have to be forced to watch AEW when I don't want to, cause Adam Cole's one of my favorite wrestlers. And I don't wanna have to watch AEW. So, let's leave it the way it is, cause I like him as my NXT champion on the show that I actually love to watch. I will say. <laughs> I do kind of enjoy, like, I don't want to see these people on Raw or SmackDown, you know what I mean? But this, like, seeing a significant other on the other show, I kind of enjoy. That's all. Works for me. And let's roll into one more thing that was said that was dumb. I'm going to play a clip right now, Mike, from from good old JR, from the Grillin' JR podcast. I'm just going to play it, and we can react to it. Here we go. We haven't really talked about this before, but I watched this show back for the first time since it happened, 20 years. And as I'm sort of skipping around match to match, the icon, the tile, instead of saying Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho, it says Chris Jericho competes in a submission match. I mean, <laughs> Benoit is just completely erased, but this match itself, I loved four stars. What'd you think? Well, if Benoit had been six, two, he would not have been forgotten. It was perceived by some in the company that he was a, he wasn't a, uh, long-term fit. And, uh, I totally vehemently disagreed with that. So there you have it, folks. Chris Benoit wouldn't be erased from the history of wrestling if he was over six, two. So <laughs> you're telling me if he was six foot three, that Vince wouldn't have done this purge. That's what we're saying, right? Yeah, if you're if you're five eleven and you murder your family, you're out of the wrestling history. But if you're six three, it's all good. That's. I just wanted to make sure. I thought that's what we were saying. That's what Jr. thinks. Apparently, I I don't know. I don't know if he's losing it or yeah, if he just it. he has been like. Losing it though. And I gotta say, shame on Conrad for not calling him out on this. Conrad I can't believe doesn't. he didn't ever fucking call him out, man. He calls everyone else out, but he doesn't really call JR out. 
Yeah, that's a valid point you make. You know, I don't listen to the show on a I, frequent basis. I don't either, but, but what I do, he doesn't really... And I'll be honest, I, I, the reason I don't listen to it is because I don't care for the way that JR podcasts. I just don't care for it. Like his... What was the show he had by JR's whatever? Whatever. The last fucking podcast yeah. he had. Uh, It was like every interview. Like I remember, okay, like Sting's interview. He's interviewing Sting, right? Mm-hmm. And he would ask Sting a question. He'd be like, oh, cool, I really want to hear the answer to this. And Sting would like kind of start to answer. And then Jared would be like, oh, yeah, that's like this time back in the NWA. And then he would tell this fucking like... Eight minute story, and at the end, Sting would be like, "Wow, yeah, cool." <laughs> and it's every interview, and I know this one's different, but like, I still don't just care for his like. Bro, I'll be real with you, man. I think I kind of hate Jr. <sighs> yeah, his his bitterness shows through. Fuck, man. I said to a friend of mine, actually the friend of mine that pointed this whole statement that we're talking about right now on the show out to me and made me aware of it so I could listen to it and realize, wow, this guy's out of his mind. I told him I can't wait for JR to get fired from AEW so we can hear how much he actually hates them too because, boy, is that guy bitter. Dude, he is... I'll be honest, this last week of AEW was the first time in a while where I f- it felt like he just wasn't just phoning it the fuck in. Oh, that's good. That's very good. And, you know, I guess that's something we should get into, so let's wrap this segment up. And let's just go right into that. Hang tight. We will be right back. a little different um, because I am tired you are buzzing and (laughs) I need to get this holiday weekend started with another trip to my bedroom and some sleep so man NXT good show um I'm not gonna sit here and say it was their best episode of NXT I feel like I could be wrong I feel like they calculated this to know that hey they're going against a go-home show for a AEW pay-per-view, so they didn't throw everything at the wall and hope it stuck. You know what I mean? They kind of yeah. just... We're, we're going to give you some things, but we're not going to make it so that... We're not going to make it so that you have to choose. Um, and the ratings kind of reflected that. Uh, I know we didn't really talk about it last week, but this week uh, NXT dropped to like just under 600,000, and AEW actually gained... Um, a little bit to go over 700,000. Um, neither one of them are very good. I, I don't like those numbers. I'd like to see both of them a lot closer to a million, but we're not getting that. And again, I, uh, I'm going to blame it a little bit on the pandemic. Um, while NXT's numbers have remained a little more steady than AEW's, uh, so I give them credit for that, even though they're nowhere, 
their numbers are technically lower. But uh, let's get into some of the good happenings that went on in NXT. We did get another match uh, for Karrion and Cross, and then a, a squash, of course. Uh, entrance still badass second time through, and the presentation of these two because Scarlet is included in this is just. It's really, really good. They're doing a very, very good job with these characters. And we get the setup, man. Ciampa comes out and confronts him. Uh, one thing I loved that I'll point out is when he comes down to the ring, he's talking from the ramp. And then as he walks closer, he's talking to them. And Scarlet's, when you watch NXT, man, you'll really enjoy it. Scarlett's whole presentation, the way she reacts, and then she goes over and holds the ropes open for Champa, inviting him into the ring. I don't know, man. It really worked for me. I like what they're doing with these two. I'm excited to get Cross versus Champa at NXT in your house. So we're set up for that, and I think it'll be a fun match. I think it'll be... Interesting to see how they establish Cross because Champ is a top guy in this company. So we will, I guess, have to see where they go with this. Um, another thing from NXT this week, Mike, is we get uh, undisputed, or I'm sorry, uh, we get cruiserweight, uh, cruiserweight action setting up the finals for this tournament, and we get. Uh, Phantasma, I believe, becoming the sole leader in his bracket. And then we get a three-way tie between Jake Atlas, Drake Maverick, and Kushida as Drake beat Kushida in a fantastic television match, Mike. And set up a triple threat match for the winner to go on and uh, fight for the title. So Drake, Drake lives on. One at least one more match. Hmm. Well booked. Well booked. Yes. Um. It was a lot of fun, and I'm I'm excited to see. I don't know. Like, I'd be. I, I don't want to say I'd be shocked if Drake won. Um. But I kind of would be because man, Kashida has been outstanding in this tournament, and I think that might be the route they're going. Although I could be completely wrong on this. Um. Man, our boys Danny Burch and Oni Lurkin got a squash match, so that's fun. Fuck yeah, good. I like those guys a lot, man. They're um yeah, they got they the... remind me a lot of like uh, the revival, uh, where it's like they're not flashy, but they're just very good fucking wrestlers, and all mm-hmm. their moves look um look like they would actually hurt like they yes like they look believable they have a real believable um essence about them so i really like those guys i'm glad they got a squash match in that's fucking sweet man yeah and and by the way you know we were we were wrong i have to call us out when we were wrong but uh variety strong defeated dexter loomis how about that yeah i'm kind of surprised Don't get me wrong, shenanigans weren't involved, uh, but afterwards, you know, we had Dream coming out and getting involved, because he's got some kind of weird thing going on with Dexter Loomis, apparently, now, and, uh, the segment kind of ended with, uh, 
Dexter Loomis sitting there cradling Roddy Strong's head and petting him in the most creepy way ever. So, hey, all for it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and uh, I guess to wrap it up, man, kind of fly through this and what was a pretty... Now that I'm actually going over this, I'm like, man, this show was actually really good. Um, uh, I think probably a little bit low-key under the radar. But uh, Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai... Um, Decent match that ended with a disqualification. Uh, Shirai gets the win because uh, she took the boot to the face from Charlotte Flair who came down the ring and we're setting up a triple threat match for uh, In Your House uh, takeover. So there's that. That'd be a good way to get the belt off Charlotte. She wouldn't have to take the pin. She wouldn't have to take the pin, and if you really wanted to, um, you could put it on Ira Shirai. I don't know, and believe me, I'm not saying that I don't want Rhea Ripley to have it, but I I mean, it's also kind of like where you think, man, this could be time for Io. I don't know what her contract status is. I know there was a lot of talk that she really was homesick and wanted to go back to Japan, but I don't know that that was... I don't know if that was true or if that was, you know, Uncle Dave just spitting spitting his thoughts that he likes to spin. Um, but yeah, as of right now, it seems it's two matches that we have for NXT in your house are Champa and Cross and Charlotte Ripley and Shirai. I believe we got it we did get a promo on NXT too, um with Riddle and Thatcher, and it sounds like we might have a a, a a style of match that will be you either not get knocked out or tapped out, and that's the only way you win. Um, sounds like they're setting that up, and it, I would venture to guess that that's going to be a takeover as well. Yeah, I would say that's probably a pretty fair guess. So, Mike, what happened on the other channel, man? Was it a good go home show? Did they uh, do it properly, or was yeah, it? Yeah, man, it was it was a fairly solid go home show. Uh, we opened strong with John Moxley versus Ten. Um, basically, he came out and fucking Ten got some decent offense in. Not gonna lie, but uh, he Moxley waxed him afterward. Moxley was like, "Hey, uh, you know, bring me my motherfucking belt back, or I'm gonna break this dude's arm." And obviously, they didn't bring the belt back, so he broke dude's arm. So we got that heading in to the pay per view. Moxley versus Brody Lee. Uh, after that, we had MJF versus Marco Stunt. This goes about like you would expect. <laughs> um, I will say Marco Stunt really put on a fucking good show. Um, MJF sold for him. Uh, it wasn't as one-sided as you would think, but, you know, it was still pretty good. Well, I don't like that. I think it should have been one-sided. Um, well, it was one-sided, but not like, you know, a complete fucking squash. Marco got, like, the underdog face trying to make the comeback thing in, you know? You know, the Spike Dudley, like, oh, man, he's trying, he's trying. You know, like, you know, like you get, like, a good, like, knee to the face out of nowhere, and maybe then, like, hit, like, a, a, like, a, like a drop toe hold, but, like, Right after that, you get caught trying to do a crossbody, and it gets turned into a slam. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, this eventually, like, him and Wardlow went for the ass-whooping afterwards. Lucha, 
Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy came down. I want to see Luchasaurus and fucking Wardlow throw down. Jake Roberts and Arn Anderson had the best segment of the night. Okay. Uh, they had they were had an interview with Tony Schiavone. They sat at opposite ends of a table. Tony Schiavone moderated between the two of them, but it was mostly them just having a conversation. And it was fucking dope as fuck. It was Jake Roberts, Jake the Snake Roberts, and the fucking enforcer Arn Anderson, just like shooting promos back and forth at each other. And it was exactly as fucking sweet as you think it was. It was amazing. <laughs> it was probably the best part of the show. I almost texted you. I was watching it last night at like, I don't know, probably about the same time as now, 3.45 in the morning. And I almost texted you like, holy shit, man, Jake Roberts and Arn Anderson are awesome. Um, <laughs> that, you know, setting up the match school, for this man. weekend. Yeah, setting up the match this weekend. Cody versus the Murder Hawk for the TNT title. By the way, are you going to watch Double or Nothing this um, am I going to pay for it? No. That's am not, I going to... Well, that's not what I asked. Or am I going to seek out some highlights in some way, shape, or form? Eh, maybe. We'll see. Cool. Ray Phoenix and Orge Cassidy had the match of the night. Dude. I want to stress. This was a really good match. Like a... Really? Like a really really good match like maybe the best one-on-one match i've seen uh in the last couple months really yes like really good like orange cassidy didn't do as much of that orange cassidy sloth style shit you hate like Mm -hmm. like he like he was in there with a dude that'll go like uh, a hundred, you know, and he fucking went with him, and it was a good fucking match. Hmm, I might actually have to watch that now. That you uh, Nyla Rose and Britt Baker beat Chris Statlander and Hikir Shidu. I don't know how the match was. I didn't fucking watch. I did watch the end, and at the end, uh, Nyla Rose was gonna try and power bomb or splash. Fucking, I don't know, man. Shidu threw a table. Uh, but Chris Statlander stopped her, and then she got suplexed through the table. Um, then Matt Hardy and is, is this uh is this where Nyla gets tossed on Britt Baker, and Britt Baker is like out indefinitely now? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch the match, but I think that happened in this match. Yes. So at some point they powerbomb Nyla onto Britt Baker. And I haven't seen it, but I've read reports, and apparently it tore her A or MCL. I'm not sure which, and she—I don't even think she finished the match. Yeah, I didn't see her at all at so, the end of the match. You that... know, I—I want—I want to say this because I know I know it ain't ballet. I know accidents happen, but. You know, we've said for a long time on this show, man, that the women in AEW are undertrained and bad things are going to eventually start happening. Well, here we go. Let's start it off, go. right? The hottest one Here's you got. The... the hottest one you got. Yep. Hottest angle, yep. the hottest character you got. I don't yep. mean that physically at, at all, by the way, guys. Uh, the, like, legit, the best one you got 
Like, she's finally got one that has something fucking getting some momentum. Done. Yep. Yep. It's a shame. Mm. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so, Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara. Um, this is a pretty good match. I enjoy Sammy Guevara, as you know. Um, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, he's out there doing his thing, you know. He's out there doing his thing. So, Matt Hardy won, and then Kenny Omega uh, was getting jumped on the football field by the inner circle. So, Matt Hardy takes off running. Uh, the Young Bucks show up, man. Which oh, was nice. cool. Yeah, because I was thinking, because as you know, or uh, maybe you don't know, the Elite and the inner circle have a stadium showdown match. At the pay-per-view. Right. I don't know what a stadium showdown match is. I guess there's going to be a ring on the 50-yard line to Jaguar Stadium. Well, and they can fight the picture, anywhere in the fucking stadium. From the picture I saw, uh, it said, here's the setup for the stadium showdown. And I'm like, nah, it's not a setup. That's just a wrestling ring on the 50-yard line and nothing else. So, <laughs> I guess that's what it is. Yeah, that's basically all it is. So, uh, the Young Bucks come back, man. Um, Matt Hardy finally gets there. You know, they're still kind of outnumbered. And come running from one side of the football field to the other and blasting uh, Ortiz with a clothesline, a 100-yard clothesline. Like, imagine that. <laughs> running a fucking 100 yards and just blasting someone. That's like when... Uh, Rudy Tomjanovich got fucking punched by that dude in the NBA back in the fucking 70s. Homeboy just took <laughs> off running from, like, a one end of the court to the other with his fist up in the air and just fucking whapped Rudy Tomjanovich. Rudy Tomjanovich, by the way, was the coach of the Houston Rockets when they won those two titles when Michael Jordan was playing baseball. Um, <laughs> punched Rudy Tomjanovich in the face and fucking just, like, dude had to have reconstructive surgery, man. Just from the momentum of this motherfucker running clear across the court. Anyway, a hundred yard clothesline, motherfucking hangman page is back. This is like cool because uh no shit. I watched half of AEW last night driving home from work. And a little bit when I got home. And then I finished it tonight driving home from work as well. God bless phones and apps. Right. We don't condone. We uh, don't condone. For real, don't watching. do that, man. Don't drive and watch TV. But like, man, there's like, I literally never. I pass maybe two cars a night on my fucking drive home. So, <laughs> it's it's different for me. Um, <laughs> so uh, on my drive home tonight, I was thinking to myself, how the fuck are these guys gonna have a stadium showdown match? The only people they got right now are Matt Hardy, who's not even technically part of the elite. Is he, though? Is Matt Hardy part? No, he's not. You're not part of the elite till you get a snappy elite t-shirt. Um, That's true. So, it's Matt Hardy, Kenny Omega, Cody, who can't be in this match because he's going to have a fucking, he's going to get wrecked by the murder hawk. Or not, or he's gonna win. Uh, 
And I was like, how the fuck are they going to have this match? And then the Young Bucks and Hangman Page came back tonight. Here we go. Yeah. So that's what happened with that. Um, looking forward to this pay-per-view. Probably go watch it Sunday morning. I don't know. Saturday night's my night with my wife. Unfortunately, my wife... Man, I'll be real. Just like we alluded to earlier, man, like how you watch TV as a couple. Dude, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but there's a new David Spade movie on Netflix. It's got oh, Rob. Sh- it's got Rob Schneider in it also, so you know it's a real fucking classic. And <laughs> my wife was like, "Oh, we should watch this movie on Saturday." And honestly, like, I've kind of been accused of being a snob about things that I like: music, TV, movies. <laughs> so I try to just like, okay, cool. What, like, really, like, me, I'm like, why would I want to watch this piece of shit? <laughs> but instead, tomorrow night, while Double or Nothing's on, I'm going to watch the new David Spade and Rob Schneider Netflix movie. Hmm. And, like, I didn't even, like, here's the other thing. She texted me, and she was like, Oh, yeah, I knew what movie she was talking about. I saw a trailer for it. I was like, this looks awful. She was like, oh, this movie, Missy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I saw a trailer. It looks hilarious. We should totally watch it. Like, what? (laughs) And, like, that's what you do. That's what you do when you're married, man. You're like, oh, yeah, that looks totally great. Yeah, I'd love... Yeah, we should definitely watch 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's a train wreck, too. Bro, fuck, man. Those people. I'm there with you. Anyway, so that's wrestling for the week. (laughs) All right, Mike, is there anything else you want to say to these fine, fine people before I go back to sleep? Yes, Mike. You got to kill one. Mm. No. Oh, no. Oh, we've, boy. It's always bad when you change it up midstream. We've got a better one. All right. the Pick one to protect you. The others are going to try and kill you. Okay. Let's see. Where are we going here? And we're going to keep it in your wheelhouse. Okay. Cryptids. We're going to get fucking weird with it, too. The Goat Man, the Jersey Devil, Bigfoot, the Mothman, or we'll say, um, a Chupacabra. I don't even think this is hard for me. I you you have Bigfoot protect you, right? Or do you pick the Mothman? I don't know that he has any power. Does he not? I mean, he's a I Mothman. Mean, I think I think he was more of a, a harbinger. Of a harbinger. That's crazy. We were both going to say that. Yeah. I it, it's Bigfoot all the way, man. Bigfoot would kick all their asses. All right, right on. This is good. This is fun. 
<laughs> do you want to do another then, one? Do you want to do another one? Do you want to then, do a comic wait, book one? And then, and then Bigfoot would go, uh, go find AJ and put That's, him in the spooper. Fuck him. He'd fuck him. That's what he'd do. Mm-hmm. You want to do a comic mm-hmm. book one real fast? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, Moon Knight. Okay. Uh, The Punisher. Ooh, okay. Nightwing. Okay. Hawkeye. Okay. I see a pattern here. Or Deathstroke. I'm going Punisher, man. I'm going to pick Nightwing, and let me tell you why. Yeah, uh, please do. Um, so, a few years back, they did this uh, comic book run. I can't remember like what the, the storyline was, but it ended with... Essentially, Dick Grayson's identity being outed to the world. Or no. Okay. Or something, he didn't get outed to the world. His identity didn't get outed, but, like, he was thought to be dead, right? Mm-hmm. So he joined this spy organization called Spiral. And the Nightwing comic just was called Grayson. And it was about him just being a fucking international spy, right? Right. And one of and the best issue of the run, and one of the single best issues of a comic I've ever fucking read in my life was... This dude gets in a plane crash, and turns out there's a baby on the plane. And they crash in the desert. And this whole issue is this motherfucker walking through the desert, refusing to die and pass out. or pass Because he knows if he passes out, he's going to die. And if he dies, this fucking baby's going to die. And the whole issue is just this motherfucker walking through the desert. And if this motherfucker is willing to go to that length to make sure a baby doesn't die, he's there for you. Okay, that seems like a very valid point. Second, the Punisher. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Definitely. I'm still sticking with. I'm still t- sticking with my pick. That's okay, man. You don't read comics, and it's cool to be wrong. <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong there. I don't think I'm wrong. Nah, it's a subjective question. (laughs) I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week. New episodes of Drive-By drop every Saturday on iTunes, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio app. Subscribe and make sure you never miss a single one. And keep the conversation going on Facebook at Drive-By Pod. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. This has been a presentation of the Near Fall Network.